Hey y'all, and welcome to the Teacher Nook, where we break down strategies, tools, and resources to help self-contained educators teaching students with significant disabilities, including autism. Learn tips and tricks to manage behavior, improve communication, and build vocational skills in less time and with less stress. We help you work smarter, not harder. It's Ayo here, and I want to thank you for joining me today. As always, I'm here to help you by answering your questions on teaching students with severe and profound disabilities. But before we get to today's episode, I want to remind you that you can have your questions answered on the Teacher Nook by heading over to the website and submitting a question today. If you have your question chosen for the podcast, you'll receive a free resource from the Noodle Nook store. Our store has visual supports for communication and behavior, including token boards and visual schedules, adapted novels and activities to develop students academically, like our new Builder Bin, your DIY dollar store STEM activities, and vocational training tools like principal and DIY task boxes, all meant to support teachers in special education or autism units. So be sure to visit www.noodlenook.net today to get your questions answered. All right, let's get this podcast started. Today's question is coming to us from Samantha, and she asks, I have a student who grunts loudly for attention. If no one pays any attention, then he starts throwing things and gets super violent. Suggestions? Oh, Samantha, I am feeling you on this one. And when I tell you I have been there, I have been there. It can be so frustrating to work with a student who doesn't have a way to communicate or maybe is echolalic or just completely nonverbal. And then because they have no alternative, they find other ways to communicate with you. And that can be by hitting or kicking or grunting or spitting. Oh my God, there's so many ways that a student can find to communicate when their voice fails them. But no worries, I've got some ideas for you on how you can maybe change this situation a little bit so that at the very least, you're not working in a classroom where a student is getting super violent. That can be very scary. So let's think about four different ways and four different strategies that you'll need to adopt in your classroom if you're going to move this student away from this violent aggression and violent behavior into something that's more socially acceptable for the classroom. And the first place that you have got to start is with a communication system. This student is grunting because they're trying to find a way to communicate and possibly to get attention, but it may legitimately be to communicate something to you. And then without any other way to communicate, things break down quickly. So if a student needs to get your attention and in a positive way, how would you want them to get your attention? Is it by raising hand? Is it by hitting a switch? Is it by turning on a light? How is it that you want them to get your attention other than grunting? (laughs) And a communication system is going to be super important because once they've gotten your attention, how can they share the information that is inside them? Now, a communication system can be something kind of more mid-tech or high-tech. It can be something like switches, communication systems, VODs, which is voice output devices. It can be an iPad or an um, an iPhone that has a communication system app on it. Or it can be something low-tech, icons on the desk, a core board. And you can find an example of a core board on the site if you search for it, but I will link it in the show notes as well. But a core board can be a really great way to start to develop communication skills that feed into more mid-tech and high-tech communication programs. But no matter what you pick, you're going to have to be consistent with it. And you're going to have to show the student that it has power to get your attention in a positive way so that you don't end up 
down the road of violent aggression and throwing things because that's not the place that we want to be. So the number one place that you would need to start is with some kind of communication system. Now, the second place that you want to move into is actually to do some social inclusion. I know that can be a little scary because we've got a student who's grunting and then throwing and then getting violent. And the thought of putting them in a group with other students could be a little scary. Now, I'm not sure if you're an inclusion teacher, if you're doing self-contained, if you're in a blended unit. I'm not really sure from the information that you shared in your email, but the student is trying to reach out and what you said was for attention. So we've got to figure out how to get the student some positive attention, not only from the teachers, but from their peers, as well as offer opportunities for the peers to model socially appropriate behavior. So Social inclusion becomes really important as a way for our students to see what other students like them are doing, how they're getting that positive attention, and then start to mimic that behavior, and also an opportunity to get attention from peers in an appropriate way as well. So think about how you can work on some social inclusion with your students. The third thing that will will be on the road towards getting this behavior to change is to do some planned ignore. Now, this is, it always feels very controversial when I say some planned ignore, because obviously if a kid is grunting to get your attention and then you don't give them any attention, they're going to go into this chain of behavior that you already mentioned, which is going to include throwing things and getting super violent. So planned ignore is not just always ignoring all of the behavior. What we want to pair that with is really offering lots of positive praise when a student is doing the thing we want them to do. So it's all about giving lots and lots of praise, lots and lots of reinforcement when the student is doing what you want them to do. And and in this case, I'm hoping that is communicate appropriately and, and and not have aggressive behavior. But then also when the bad behavior happens, because you said it's for attention, that the team in the classroom is going to plan to ignore that behavior. And then as soon as the positive behavior comes back, we're going to go ahead and reward or shower positive praise on that good behavior that we're looking for. The thing that we're trying to do is to have the student associate that I get attention when I do the good things and I don't get attention when I do the grunting and the bad things. So just to do some planned ignore. And then the fourth thing that you have to do is break this chain of behavior. It really seems like the student is grunting and then if they don't get any attention, they're going to start throwing things. And then if they don't get any attention, they're going to get violent. And we've got to break this somewhere so that it doesn't just become I grunt and then I'm violent. We want to break it off somewhere along the way and change the path. I like to think of it as being on a highway. And the the highway starts at this grunt and it ends at a violent outburst. And we've got to figure out a way to get off of that highway. We've got to take one of the exits. So when you start to see that the behaviors are queuing up, when we start to get way back in the grunting phase, if we can start to see that the student is, is gearing up towards behaviors, the grunting is starting to signify that more aggression or more violence is coming. We're going to move we're going to change this chain of behavior. We're going to break this chain of behavior. Try asking your student to do a state change where we change positions, we change seats, we change our placement in the classroom. We're just trying to break things up a little bit. We can also do some sensory or body changes. Think about going for a walk, standing up and doing some jumping jacks, trying some yoga positions. We're just trying to do this little break. You can also do kind of a mental break as well by listening to music. 
having an opportunity to do some mental exercises. And depending on the level of your student, that could be something like a puzzle. It could be something more in-depth like a crossword. We're just breaking it up a little bit. We're trying to give our students some other behaviors and other things to focus on. You can also go into a calm down sequence if you want to break that chain, which can include deep breaths, counting backwards or forward from 10. Just we want to calm ourselves and not get into this throwing phase. So hopefully this has helped you a little bit to think about those grunts triggering you to do four things. Develop a better communication system. Look for ways for your student to have social inclusion and have some peer modeling. Do a planned ignore where we praise the positive behavior and we ignore the naughty behavior. And then also work on a way to break the chain of behavior with either a physical, mental, or environmental change so that we can stop this cycle from even starting. Samantha, I'm wishing you lots of good luck and let me know how it turns out. There are so many questions out there about how to be the best teacher you can be when you work with low-incident students and students with severe disabilities like autism. And we need all the great teachers we can get, so stay strong and teach on. Thanks for listening to The Teacher Nook. Don't miss the next episode by subscribing now. You can do that by visiting www.noodlenook.net or searching on your favorite podcast player. Bye, y'all. Till next time.